Welcome to episode number 137 of Taking With You for September 18th, 2011. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we're going to have a great show today. Stick around. Today on the show, we've got all sorts of fun things. We're talking about what's going on at our house. Yeah, what is going on at our house? Well, we'll talk about that. And then okay. we're also going to talk about um, long-distance relationships. There are many times in our lives that somehow, some way, we are apart from our significant other. And how do you deal with that? There are ways to keep a relationship strong, even across many miles. Hmm... Or oceans. Yeah, or whatever. Many yeah. oceans, probably just one. Uh, one or two. So no. stick around. We're going to be back with all sorts of great stuff right after this. CD Baby. Short story and musical journey 
Get your copy today at mw-orbit.com. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. Paced week, dear. Mm-hmm. What's been going on for you? Well, um, right before the interview tonight, I got a pen. A pen. A pen. Like um, like a pen that you write with? No, a pen. Like P- a pen that you I pop N. balloons with? You maybe could, but it's on my jacket. You pinned your jacket? It, it's a a pen. Okay. And it, it's a red cross pin. A red cross pin. Why do you have a red cross pin? Because um, I don't know how many lives I've saved, but I got, um, I was supposed to get this button a while ago, I guess, because I've donated over a gallon of <clears throat> something that you can't talk about. You've get, you donated the gallon of blood. Yes. Blah, ah, over, ah, I, ah. I guess I was supposed to get it a while ago, but I didn't know. My goodness. I didn't keep track. I don't even want to think of the visual of a gallon of blood. <laughs> well, just think about how many people need yes. that to live. I admire you, dear. I think it's awesome so, that you can give blood. That's what I did. And I, any... I, were, I went right after work, and I was there for an hour and a half. Wow. Or, no, it was it was almost two hours. My appointment was at 4.30, and I got out just before 6.30. Yeah. So there's, I mean, it's in a way, if you think about it, there is a long line, a long wait, 
But that meant there's a lot of people donating so a lot of people can get life-saving well, um, measures. I, th- if I think needed. it's really cool that you do that because I'm the donated donor. I am the designated, designated donor for our family. <laughs> well, considering the fact that if you did it from if I did it, uh, I would be such a basket case by the end of it that uh, you wouldn't oh, want it. Be Besides, safe. I don't think I can do my blood because since all the junk that I. Um, yeah, I'm not sure because you take a lot of prescriptions. Yeah. So, and I don't take any prescriptions. So, I led a really boring life. So they like my blood. <laughs> <laughs> What, and your blood is O negative? O negative. So I can, <laughs> mine can be given to anybody. I hope you know that while you're talking about this, literally I've lost all the strength in my arms <laughs> and I feel all queasy just well, talking about they, it. They call oh. me every two months because I'm a universal donor. So <sighs> I can, I can, um, yeah, I can help anybody in their time of need where not everybody can. I'm just closing my eyes and trying to stay on my chair. You fainted off your chairs before. Well, I had to go get my blood drawn the other day for yeah. my test. And by the uh-huh. way, my my test came back better than I expected. Good. Yeah, I know. I really, really well. Like, um, like in a year's time, I brought my, well, less than a year, brought my A1C level down a couple points. Um, more than a couple. No, it was about a couple. Um, let me see. 11 point something down to 8 point something, yeah, which is still not the greatest. Like, but... Down even th- over 3 points. Oh, okay. That's really, really good. It was, yeah. Well, our goal is to get it down under 7, mm-hmm. and that's good and, for a um, diabetic. If we can get all the diet and exercise working along with the medicine, we probably can. Yeah, so we'll see what so. happens. But, uh, yeah, now I'm on a new medicine for cholesterol. Uh, so we'll see how that works, and hopefully, like like Amy said, as we as we go here, it gets a little better. Yeah. So I was actually kind of encouraged by our my appointment, not discouraged like I thought I might be. Because mm-hmm. you know the hard part about being diabetic now that I mean now that we're on a good insurance, it pays for my medicine. Mm-hmm. But the medicine that I take, if I take all of the medicine I'm supposed to, um, it makes me gain weight, and so it's very it's kind of yeah. a Ah, it's a catch-22, you know? Yeah, but you need your blood sugars down. But there are other ways to get it down, and so we need to work on that, too. Yeah. Boy, being vulnerable here on the podcast, talking about my med- Like, anybody cares about my medical thing. Just pray for me. How's that? Yes. Pray yeah. pray for Rick and pray for me at work tomorrow because <laughs> I I have a lot of work. I have three jobs tomorrow to do, and I'm like, I need to make sure that I drink enough fluid oh so don't just I'll don't okay. grow okay stop it stop it don't talk about <laughs> replenishing okay. your blood gross <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't make a very good vampire dear <laughs> i would I, I do not want to be a vampire i don't want to be a surgeon or a medical person at all yeah ever and i wouldn't be good as a medic in the army either mm. nope uh-uh because i'd take one look and just fall over and that'd be useless yeah. Because right now I can't even, I couldn't even pick something up right now. I'm so grossed out. Okay, so let's get on a different subject. Yeah. Well, you've been doing some interesting things for work. Yeah, I've been uh, working on a guy's songs that he wants uh, redone. Uh, he played the guitar and sang, and then I take them and I turn them into some music for him. I also did a uh, cool commercial for a national, um, I won't say who they are yet until it's out, but a national pet place. I did a 
commercial for them as Mr. I, well, I can't say the name. Mr. Somebody, and I won't tell you who. That was his voice. And then the other voice was like this. So, you know. All those years of watching cartoons as a kid has paid off. Absolutely. And so <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And then uh, I put bids in for this and that. And so voiceovers have been going good. It's been kind of fun. I did a really cool uh, parody song. Um, oh, I already talked about this last week. But did it something for a guy's 50th birthday that was fun. And, you know, I decided mm-hmm. to branch out into some of that. If people want a song done specifically for a, a friend's birthday or their spouse's birthday i'll sing their actual oh, name and make them a cool an thing original yeah. song you've done that oh wow. bless you you've Sorry. done that um Whew. through the years sneeze right for, here on you've done that through the years for family and friends or special occasions you've made original songs for sing. them um you also songs. had you also had to turn down a job that was uh, yeah, kind of awkward yeah, yeah well there was this one company that I was uh, going to – actually, it was a pretty lucrative contract. It would have been quite a bit of money for in the year. But when it came down to it, they wanted me to do some stuff that I didn't feel comfortable. It was a little yeah. out of your comfort zone. Nah, it was zone. more than a little out of my comfort zone. It was a lot out it, of my comfort they, zone. They were a bit risque, I guess would be. Or some of it. Then some of it just wasn't very cool. So I, yeah. I I was honest with them, and I wrote back to them, and I said, I really love to work for you, but um, I just don't feel comfortable doing this, and, and uh, yeah. I appreciate the work. And No, I wasn't judging them or anything, because, you know, they do what they do, and, and um, you know, I just didn't feel that I But if you put your name on it, it, you want it to be well, they, more nobody would ever nobody would ever know. But... Nobody would ever know my name was on it, because yeah. it was it's all different stuff. But uh, I would, and you God would. would. So, yeah. And you would. Yeah. So, you you know, sometimes you got to just stick. And you know what's funny about that? I was kind of bummed about it. And then as soon as I, I wrote them, I got, I won a contract. Another yeah. one. So I was able to do something and I felt better about it. Yeah. And I ordered a new soundboard. Yeah. You've been having a little bit of problems with your equipment here Well, lately. I've been, yeah, I've been getting some, some uh, noise in it. And uh, so I ordered the updated model of my soundboard. It'll just replace the brain that I have here and it should be fine. And I got a great deal. It's cost a third of the cost of the of the one I got before, so that's good. Isn't that odd? How it seems like things get less expensive, less expensive sometimes, smaller, more user friendly, and yeah. less expensive. And this has some cool digital effects on it and stuff too, so that'll be cool. It still kind of blows my mind that my little iPod Touch has more computing capability and more functions really to it than. The big room full of computers that they took men to the moon with in the beginning. Yeah, you have more, more a bigger computer in your in, hand in than hand. they did in the orbital. And for thing. like one percent of the cost, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, by the way, I went and saw a cool movie. When I I went well just the other day oh, okay. when Tim I was, was here. Was this when I was? Well, no, when Tim was here at our house, we went okay, and saw yeah. Apollo eighteen. Yeah, and you said it was one I wouldn't like. Nah, you wouldn't like it. Um, I know I wouldn't. Not like only it. The, there was quite a bit of cussing in it, but it was I was kind of scary. And and I heard it had something in it that I totally do not like at all. Don't say it, is it'll spoil it. I won't say it, but if let's just say you won't. Has you won't a ever with a certain kind of phobia. You won't ever you ever like think of the moon the same way. Again. Yeah, I I would not have liked the movie, especially when you told me that 
like the one thing that I cannot stand was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. That's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, do I recommend the movie to people? Um, okay, just use some discernment because there is some bad words in it. And there's a couple of very kind of awkward situations. Uh, there's no, it's not like there's no nudity or anything in it, but still. Well, you eh. told me it was done like a documentary. So yeah, you felt it, like you're watching a documentary when you're watching it? Well, it was like if you've ever watched any of the old Apollo moonwalk stuff, um, you know, online or whatever. Or on the NASA channel or whatever. Um, this is is like that. It was filmed that style. So basically, it starts off and says, "This is secret footage, top secret footage that we've we've attained, and here it is." And then they pieced it all together. So it's just really not at all what I expected. I know some people that just think it's awful, and I honestly didn't think it was awful. I thought it was. Well, for a space geek like me, it was pretty cool. But that's my opinion, and a lot of people don't share it. So, yeah, just beware of the you don't don't take little kids, and if you're offended by bad words, don't go. And uh, other than that, there's a lot of crazy stuff in it that's scary. Well, and blood. Now, yeah, Catherine, did you and I go see a movie while Tim and? Yeah. Oh yeah, we went and saw The Help. The help? And it had a couple of questionable words in it. But, I, you know, if if you're an adult, I mean, most of the people in the theater were probably closer to my mom's age. They were um, more mature audience. <laughs> and um, I have to say, there were so many people in there laughing and crying. The Help was, I thought, was a really good movie. There were a lot of people laughing and crying in, in the movie I went to, too. Uh-huh. Probably screaming and jumping, as I heard. Yeah, there was this one point when the movie was going on that there was this, and everybody at the same time in the theater, all 10 of us, jumped at the same time. And it was. And now, okay. Mm-hmm. There's 10 of you That's in it, your theater. In, our, in and, the whole theater. And ours was almost full. Well, mm. for Aberdeen, there's probably about 40 or 50 in the one we were at. Wow. Which That's, is a lot for Aberdeen, yeah. you know, unless it's like a popular movie. A really popular movie. I guess nobody movie. likes Apollo 18. Well, the help is really good. If I wouldn't maybe for really small kids because there were a few bad words in it that, you know, you might not want them going and saying to grandma or something. You know that but or, it was a really good movie. Originally, that was an oceanography movie called The Kelp, but they didn't go over very well. So they changed no, it. It wasn't. No. No, it was it was a very good movie, and if you like um, kind of historical films, it was um, based um, in Jackson, Mississippi, I believe. In M I S S I S. I think How the, do you spell it? in the fifties, um, sixties, that time during the beginnings of the civil rights movement. It's very good, very well done. The Kelp. No, the Help. What was it rated? Um, you know, it may have been PG thirteen for the um, the language. <laughs> Just a minute, we're getting a Skype call in the middle of our podcast. Hold on. Okay, sorry about that, everybody. That happens sometimes. We just go Did with the flow. Did you check and see who it was? It yeah, might have I, been our son again. It wasn't our son, oh, so okay. don't worry. Yeah, we'll get a hold of them later. Sorry, Charlie. Okay, so yeah. uh, what else? Anything else go on at our house? Hmm. 
Um, you know, just kind of normal stuff. Working on the... Catherine wrote a short story. Oh. No. It was a very... Her teacher um, thought should, it was very She should unique. read it for us. I'm not reading it. You if, should. If you get it to me, I'll read it. It's only about a paragraph long. It's a pretty cool story. It was... Um, she had a, a assignment for school. Um, she has a creative writing class. And she was to pick a sentence. There's like 10 or 20 sentences. Mm-hmm. And... She was to use imagery okay. to explain the sentence. So not using the words in the sentence, but and demonstrate through this. Um, so the sentence was, she was so weird. And so she That was had the sentence to, she picked. She was so way, weird. I don't think weird is a bad thing. Yes. So. Um, I think weird is a this this is the short story, very very short story that she got um, to demonstrate her sentence. And did she get an A on it? She did. She got a hundred percent. Okay, here it goes. It says. What she, is it called? What's the story title? She was so, so weird, weird. Okay. by Catherine Moyer. She sat on the hard and cold street corner, shaving her big hairy feet. Her bright blue and pink hair flapped in the wind. It brought. With it, the smell of fresh cow to her nostrils. Humming the classics Beatles song, We all live in a yellow submarine. She hopped up and put her favorite dirty old kitty rubber boots on. Now skipping to her rainbow-painted mansion to feed her colorful peacocks corn on the cob. Coming to the gate, her fluffy puppy greeted her by licking her wrinkled face. She licked him back. And he tasted like pickled ice cream. That's it? That's it. Like a a second grader wrote it. No, I didn't. But she was supposed to demonstrate she was so weird. And, you know. You're not supposed to say she was so weird. But not say she was so weird. You're you're supposed to show it. Definitely strange. Yeah. So she has an older lady. You know, she's wrinkled, which you wouldn't picture a lady. Shaving hairy feet, wearing she was a hobbit, is what it was. Yeah, and having pink and blue hair, being an older lady. Yeah, and then the teacher's like reading it and expecting this to be some homeless person or something sitting on the street shaving, uh, shaving any her feet, and it actually was inspired kind of by, um, kind of by a homeless person, because um, back in the day when you used to preach at the mission all the time. Yes. Um, there was this really sad gentleman, um, that used to sit in the front row and shave the bottom of his feet. Yeah, he did. And so, you know, when Catherine was asking about, well, what could I do for she is so weird? And I, the first thing I thought of, um, to demonstrate kind of weird was, um, our dear friend, that used to sit in the front seat of the mission, he shaving the bottom of his feet. He was not a dear friend. Well, I'm by, being kind. He, I, wa- he wasn't a dear friend. No, but he he heard you preach a lot and used to buy him sandwiches and talk to him now and then. Yeah. So you were a friend to him. Yes. And um, and now he's gone, but um, we will always remember him as the guy who shaved his feet while you preached (laughs) and when i thought of weird i thought of that and um 
And so, of course, she changed the gender and a lot of other characteristics. But we got the shaving of the feet in there. You go into a lot of detail here, dear. I'm... Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good about what's going on in our house. I hope everybody enjoyed that. <laughs> she was really weird. She was really weird. No, she was so weird. Well, she was so you weird. You know what? Jade, my dog. Jade, come here. Jade, come here. Come here. Jump up here. Jade is weird because she has a beard. She's a girl that has a beard. And it felt weird. She, she had, had a, a beard. beard. I think that we're taping this later at night than yeah, we you can normally tell we're do. Just a little bit <laughs> we're goofier tired. Than yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what's going on at our house. Uh, let me see. Coming up, we're going to talk about long-distance relationships. How do you survive them? How do you get through them? What are some tips? We have an interview with our friend, Jamie Todd Hunter, all the way from New York. So stick around. Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because? Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce. And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House. And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward. And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077th podcast, and you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts. Yep, like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm -hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows. Like Lost? Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written. And... We'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why? Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and in iTunes. Again, through the magic of the internet and on Skype, we're sitting here in our living room in Aberdeen, Washington. Hi, Aim. Hi. And we're sitting here with our friend all the way from New York, up on the border by Canada, Jamie. Jamie, how do you say your last name? Because I get it all confused. Todd Hunter. Todd Hunter. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Because <laughs> when I first saw it, I thought it might be Toad Hunter. And I thought, you know, I used to do that when I was a kid. But uh, anyway, I, I won't go there. Um, Jamie, you um, you live in New York. And how long have you been over in that area of the country? Um, since 2002. All right. Well, so that's kind of a long stretch for you. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, we are dealing with relationship issues on the program. Uh, for the past few uh, few programs, we've talked about divorce. We've talked about difficult people. We've talked about all sorts of different things. Well, today, our subject happens to be long-distance relationships. 
and you kind of are an expert on this. And I, I thought it would be, I thought of you instantly when Amy and I were sitting down at lunch. Wow, gosh, what, two, three months ago. And, uh, and I said, you know what, we got to have our friend Jamie on the program when we talk about long distance relationships, because I know something about you that probably nobody else in our listening audience knows yet. And that is that um, you, you have a husband that is in the service and he's not with you right now. That's correct. You guys are separated by a big ocean. A very big, big ocean, ocean, yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the, in the program. But first, how did you stumble upon our podcast? Because you've been listening to Take Him With You for a while now. How'd you find us? Well, when I got my first iPad Touch, I immediately started looking for free content, and I got in checking podcasts, and I found the um, Treks and Sci-Fi podcast, and I started listening to that. Rico. And then after listening to it for a while, all of a sudden... You started advertising your Take Him With You podcast, and I was listening to that, and I thought, oh, I'm not sure about that. And then finally I'm like, I've got to check this out. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I started listening to it, and I'm like, this is awesome. I should have listened from the first time I heard your advertising on him. <laughs> so. so you've enjoyed it for a while then. That's cool. Do you remember? Yes. The, do you remember the first episode that you listened to? Do you remember what subject it was? I actually, I actually started at the beginning, but I think it was like a month or two after you had started that I downloaded it the first time. Oh, very cool. Well, then you've been with us for a while. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for being a faithful listener. And, you know, Amy, I sure appreciate your prayers and your support. You've just been awesome. And I love it when you, uh, you uh, write comments on the impromptu questions and you email me once in a while and we talk about different things and it's always refreshing to hear from you. So thanks so much for having the courage to come on the program. Are you a little nervous or are you okay? I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of different, isn't it? You know, yes. we, we never really know how many people listen. We can, we can track how many downloads we have. Uh, but even with that, you don't know completely accurately because people can stream the program as well. And we don't know how to or figure that out. Sometimes whole families will tell us they listen too. So it's not just one person, but right. you know, there'll be four or five, six people at once listening on the computer or something. But, ah. So let's get into the subject then. Um, tell us just a little about um, um, you and your husband. He's in the armed services. How long has he been in the military, and how long have you guys been together? Well, he's been in the Army for 25 years. Um, he and me started dating in high school, so we've been together a lot longer than that, for about 28 years total. Wow. Um, and he got out, went to college for a year in Florida. At the time, we were our families were in Virginia, so there was a long-distance activity like the um when we first started dating you know mm -hmm. and after the money ran out he says i'm going to join the army four years get the college gi bill get out and go back to school and 20 years later here we are <laughs> <laughs> so he went back in the army all right uh, but yeah. stayed in it a lot longer than you thought huh yes um we got um we actually got married um one year after he'd been in the service and um it just happened that circumstances kept us in the military instead of him getting out so sure. okay so the, and is, is he an officer then no he is not an officer um he he feels more comfortable in the list, listed um part of the service he's sure. a senior enlisted um 
non-commissioned officer because okay. he's been in so long. So he is a leadership position, but he doesn't have the burden of all the um, extras that go along with being oh, an officer. Oh, yes, and there's a lot that goes along with that. You're responsible for a whole lot that way. So, yes. well, that's really cool. Okay, great. So can you can you tell us where he's at right now, or do you get in trouble for saying? He's in Afghanistan. Okay, he's in Afghanistan. And how long has he been over there? Since April. Wow. So talk to us. What What is... What is it like having your spouse clear over in Afghanistan? It's difficult, um, especially because you, you, you depend on things together and you get used to being together and then all of a sudden he's gone and you have to do everything yourself and you don't want to burden him. Uh, now, I, I know the military has its own special... Um, challenges sure. and that there are other people in long distance relationships without that. But I have to balance between making sure he realizes he's missed and he's needed with not worrying him about what's going on at home too. Wow. And I bet there is a fine line between, cause you don't want to keep things from him, but at the same time, you don't want to stress him out. That's right. Wow. That must be that. And that's a very unique thing in a relationship to have to deal with things that way, isn't it? Yes, it is. So how do you decide what you share and what you don't? Um, usually I just, I pray to God and I, I, I just trust that the right things will come. Um, there was an incident of something that happened and when it first happened, I couldn't share it with him. And when I finally did, I actually says, I'm going to write you a letter because I, I need to share this with you, but I can't do it on the phone. Mm. And it was, it was something that was very upsetting to me at the time it happened and I didn't want him burdened with it, but right. I knew he needed to know about it. Right. And so you, you'd kind of work through a lot of it, I bet, before you wrote the letter and then that probably broke it a little easier to him. Yes, it did. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So tell us kind of what you do. Do you use the phone? What else do you do to uh, keep in contact? Um, the phone is our primary source of contact where he's located. He doesn't have private in, um internet service so he goes to the call center and there's computers where he can get on the computers and i actually set up skype for both of us so he could get on one of the computers and do that or there's phones that he can use to call well he walks in there and there's a waiting list for the computers and the phones are open so he calls ah, i see so yeah. you guys can see each other then if you're in the in on skype then um, we actually haven't done that yet because every time he's tried to go in there, it, it's always been easier for him to call. I sure. would say about once a week to 10 days, I'll hear from him, which is just enough for me to keep my system calm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I send letters and care packages to him. Uh, we just recently were at um, grandma's house. So we made a big deal out of making cookies and, and the kids sent the cookies to him while we were oh, visiting with I, relatives. I bet he's thrilled when he gets a package like that. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> he tells us, tells me anytime goodies come, they do not last very long. No, I bet yeah. not. Well, I would imagine he he's used to the military food, but it can't be as good as, as you're cooking. I would imagine. No, it's <laughs> definitely not as good. And he can be very picky and there's like, certain things he doesn't like and if that's what they're serving you know it's a little bit harder on him so sure, sure wow so okay so you use the phone you use the internet and you write and you use snail mail yes 
So those are the three main things that you that you use. Now, does he get to come home once in a while, uh, like on furlough? Do they fly him back to the states, or how does that work? Actually, he does have a two-week leave period. It's coming up actually the end of October, ah. and my my oldest daughter, she's eleven years old, and she has disabilities. And she is her daddy's daughter, oh. and I'm I'm being very selfish. I do not want to deal with months and months of her asking about her father after he leaves. So for this furlough, we're actually going to meet and have an R and R, like a second honeymoon, oh. without the children. Oh my goodness! And how long has it been since you've done that? I haven't had a vacation with my husband without kids since my daughter was born 11 years ago. Wow. So this is going to be a very, very special and really cool time. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. That's so good to hear, Jamie. Okay, um, Amy, why don't, you, why don't you ask the next one? Um, well, you talked a little bit about how you pray to God for wisdom. Um, has Has that relationship with God... Um, just help, how, how has that helped you while your husband's been away? I don't worry about Barry. I know he's in a dangerous position. I know he's, he's in an area where people are fighting, but I put it on God. I, I, I pray to God for strength to make it through just one week at a time. Every, every Sunday I say, thank you for the last week. Help me through the next I I don't ask for anything specific. I say, you know what I need before I can ask it. So just give me the tools I need to make it through the next week. Watch out for my children. Watch out for my husband. And by doing that, just just putting it on him, because I I inherited the worry gene from my mom. When I put it (laughs) on God and Jesus. I think all women have that. (laughs) It's it's one less thing. I cannot control what happens over there. I I cannot control what's going on. I can't control what, what happens. I, I don't worry about it. I turn the TV off. I have not watched the evening news since he's left. So I don't get the negative in my life that way. Mm-hmm. And I let Jesus and God take care of the rest of it. Wow. How long have you, how long have you had that kind of faith? Because that, that I mean, right there is a practical example of somebody having faith because you can't handle it on your own, so you've trusted God to take care of your husband. How how long have you have you always done that, or has it been a struggle? No, no. It, it, it's something that's kind of slowly built up over the years. Um, I have to I have to grant my children because I, I I my my family's a Catholic background, mm-hmm. but none of my neither one of my parents went to church when I was a child. They didn't stop me, but they didn't encourage me. So I went when my was near grandma or stuff like that, or when it was convenient right. as a kid. So I, I I had sprinklings of it as a child. But getting married, it's like this was important, and I started investigating it more. But when the children came, it's like, okay, now I've got the next generation, and mm-hmm. I need to know more. And, and slowly, just over the years, kind of, I feel like it's a journey, and I'm not through with this journey. Sure. And I just get better and better. When, when I first got married, if he had done this, if he had been gone like this, I probably would have been worried every single day, and I probably would have been glued to finding out what the news is. Sure. And and in this case, mm-hmm. then God gives you comfort uh, when you give it over to him. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you think that that faith um, 
has helped your kids too? How how do they cope with their daddy being gone? It um I don't know for sure how it's done with my daughters. She keeps asking about dad and I keep telling her he's working, he's not here, he's not coming. If we have to go on the base for some reason, she escalates the questions and I don't know how well she's coping because she does not communicate well. She doesn't have the communication skills. I am meeting with a Christian-based therapist with her once a week so that we can keep her grounded, and I think that has helped her this time, that sh- that it's not so bad for her this time as to the last time he was gone. Sure. My son, he's only four right now, and he's... He's showing signs that make me think, you know, he's missing his dad, but he doesn't want to admit it, and he's bottling it up. And I, I don't think he he quite yet has the skills to understand what's going on and how to deal with it. You know, sometimes he's great and everything's fine, and other times all of a sudden he's like a second appendage to my leg, and I can't get rid of him. <laughs> yes, that, yes. That happens with preschoolers, no matter what, what's going on, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it has to be, well, and I don't think these words describe it. Maybe you can describe it a little bit. It has to be very difficult at times then for you to, even though you are married, and I'm, I'm sure when your husband is home that he participates greatly in the raising of your children, but you, this is all on you right now. What is that like? It is difficult um, because you don't have the, okay, she's pushing my buttons, so here, you deal with Samantha and let me take a breather type stuff. Right. I I am blessed that I have support in the area. Um, There are organizations that help me with my daughter because of her disabilities. Mm I, I have I, t- I took a full month this summer and went home to grandma's with the kids so that I'd have the support of family. Um, they're, they're about 12 hours away driving wise. So wow. I don't have where I can just, oh, take a weekend and see right here, grandma. I'll see mm-hmm. you later. Right. But I was able to go home and by having the extra hands, it made it easier to make it through the summer. Sure. You, you actually would have been on the program sooner, but you you went down there and uh, I got a couple emails from you and it sounded like you had a great time. Yes, we did have a wonderful time there. Um, we did a lot of stuff with Grandma. We we chilled, um, and it, it was a nice, relaxed vacation um, for me because e- even though I still had to take care of the kids, you know, I couldn't just drop them off. I could, I could also like take. I took my son to go see Spy Kids, right, without his sister. And I took her to go see the Glee movie without him. So right. I was able to do that. Whereas if we were home, I would have had to take both of them. And they've got different interests and mm-hmm. stuff. Sure. Okay, uh, real quick, off the subject, um, out of five stars, what do you give the Spy Kids movie? I'd give it a three, but I think my son would have given it a five. Okay, and how about it's, the... It's not what I like. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, What about the Glee movie? That one I enjoyed. I enjoyed the music. My daughter is very into music and dance. She was on the edge of her seat, so she would probably give it a 10 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would say it was 5. If you like if you like music, if you like Glee, it was a nice mo- it was a nice movie and I liked how they interspaced um interviews with fans with the music. So it wasn't like you were going to see a concert and say, "Oh wow, I wish I'd seen that live," or you're going to see something. It was kind of it was kind of a neat experience. That's cool. That's very That's cool. Neat. 
Well, okay, obviously you are a believer in Christ. How did that happen in your life? What have you always believed in God or was there a was there a moment in time that you kind of said, "Well, I think he's real." What how did you come to know God? I think I always believed in God. Um it wasn't really religion and spirituality wasn't really pushed in the house. But you you could feel it, you know, in the actions and the way my parents reacted. But I think I'm, I feel like it's a journey. You know, I got a little bit closer as I grew older. Um, I'm getting a little bit better about paying attention and being more in tuned right. with that. Um, do, do you find that God works in your life every day? Yes, I, I can look. I may not see it at the time, but I can look back and say, that was a blessing. And sometimes I see him, but sometimes I can look back and say, you know, and, and he's there for the challenges. I, I really believe that there are times in my life that if God wasn't there with me, I would have just been a total basket case and not been able to handle it. He, he doesn't make it easier. He doesn't stop it from happening, but he gives me the comfort to make it through. And when I get to the other end, I can look back and say, oh, there's that lesson I needed. There's the kick I needed to get in the right position for something else later. Right. I've, I've always I've always wondered. I, I don't understand all of God's ways. I don't think any of us do, but it it sure is nice to have someone to go through the rough and, and even the good stuff. It's it's nice to go have somebody to go through it with, and come out on the other end learning something. Because a lot of times I think people have rough times, but they don't learn anything from them. And I think God sometimes just kind of opens doors for us to go. Oh, okay. It's a it's a different perspective. Okay, what did I learn from this? You know, and God is faithful. And, and to I feel me. like it's a journey. Yeah, I, I've I've gotten better at being more in tuned as I've grown older. I've gotten calmer as I've grown older, and. I feel like I'm not there yet. There's still more for him to do with me, and I just have to be open to it. Well, you know, I've heard it said um, from many people that, um, you know, you've heard the phrase, well, people that practice faith, uh, you know, or, or whether well, a practicing Christian or whatever. That's a really interesting statement because it is about practice. It is about a journey. It's not, I mean, there's a lot of people that would say, well, you say a prayer and instantly everything's there and you're done. But that isn't necessarily true. I mean, in my life, in my I know in Amy's life, it is a it is a progression. It doesn't happen um all at once. It takes some time. And I think you're right. I think we'll probably always be learning all the way until we finally meet God face to face when we pass away. And and it's just a it's an interesting thing because a lot of people don't have that hope or that faith in their life. And uh, it certainly is a comforting fact in life to be able mm-hmm. to go through life as a journey and not not necessarily as a one-time situation it's 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 more progressive than that so yes yeah <laughs> okay so he got the preach on yeah i got the preach <laughs> stop man i'm preaching away um okay so you've got a bunch of people listening you have you have a captive audience on their ipods and their ipads and streaming on their computer and all that jazz that they do when they're listening to this show what was that Oh, it's the neighbor kids. I'm like, what in the world is that sound? <laughs> Somebody, well, some kid is just driving by on their bike making siren noises, and and nobody could probably hear it but me. But that was funny. Um, you <laughs> you've got a captive audience. What are a couple of words of advice that you could share with people uh, dealing with a long distance relationship? What what would those words of advice be? 
Well, I think there's two things that you need. You need to have trust. I, I totally trust my husband. I'm not worried about him. I, I know that he's con not concerned about me. And that trust needs to be there. Um, I believe with the military, you hear all kinds of bad things about, well, the people did this and did that. And their officer's wives were sleeping with this person while their husband was in the field. That's, that's not because of the military. The military is a fishbowl. It shows what's there. If it's bad, it's just going to amplify it and make it come out quicker. If it's good, then it's going to make it even greater. I honestly believe that. So I have that trust. I've been with him a long time. Um, there, there were times in my life where I wouldn't have blamed him if he wanted to walk away from me. And he stood there and he stayed by my side and he, 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 he stayed with his vows. So I know, I know it's a rock solid relationship. And the other thing for, for me back here is I need support. Um, I need to know what the support is. Um, and I need to know where I can get it and who I can reach for. Who can I call because the car broke down on the side of the road and I need help. Who can I call because the kids are driving me crazy and I need a two hour break. And I am I am very blessed to have supports in, in this community with friends that I've made through the years. Um, the military does a good job. Um, I won't say it's a great job, but you you've got support groups that they um, encourage among the wives of their husbands when they're gone. They usually they, they usually check up on you with a phone call, at least this deployment that I've been getting a phone call about once a month. They have meetings and sometimes some of them have activities for the kids. It all kind of depends because it's a volunteer group. Right. So, so you're as involved as you want to be. Right. And that's the two things that I think are the most important when you're apart. So if, if I didn't have people that I knew I could call on, I wouldn't be able to make this. I wouldn't be able to do it. Somebody would end up dead. <laughs> so, okay. So the first, so the first advice then is trust. And, and that comes really through, through a, a, a close relationship with your spouse. Yes. And, and that's probably something that you've gained. You've gained a lot of trust over the years. How long have you been married? We've been married for 24 years. Okay. So you've, you've spent some serious time developing that relationship. So, and that's probably why you feel a lot more, um, what do they call it, secure. Uh, yes. And both of you trust each other. You know each other really well. So I guess if people, you know, if they, uh, it depends on how long they've been together and stuff like that. But they can, if they work on that area of trust, it's a lot easier. And then the second thing you said was a support group. And I would imagine that if people are not in the military, and yet they're do, maybe somebody's off doing a job here or there, separated for some, re you know, there's all sorts of different reasons. Um, support groups are basically finding friends or relatives or people that uh, have like a, an actual support group for people with, with in long distance relationships, stuff like that. Um, so it's really important to establish some type of friendship so you're not alone. Yes. Um, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a formal group. Um, I get support from listening to the podcast because the um, your podcast, um, Rico's sci-fi sci podcast, because it gives me something else. I feel like I've got all these people. I can listen to what they have to say mm -hmm. um, and find out what's going on with things around the world and other people who are going through things. So that's a system of support. I've got a friend that I know that if I, I'm upset, I can call her 
anytime, day or night. Um, long time family friend, and she can be there. I can, I can, I can talk to her about problems with my mom or or my kids or anything, and she'll listen. Um, I've I've got a neighbor that um, I told him, hey, I'm gonna be out of town. Just keep an eye on the house for me, right. and I know, you know, I don't have to worry about it. That's and great. Well, it's that's... just a case of knowing what they are. There right. was a um, deployment that he went on a few years ago, and I thought I had support with this organization I belonged with at the time, but it really wasn't there. It was like just superficial, oh, no. um, you know, and not really deep, uh, willing to help me uh, right. when I really needed to be helped. And that particular time, I had some medical issues where I could not drive, oh, no. and I had to call on people for rides and other things, and I had to... Um, a little bit of that overlapped with the deployment. Um, right. So there's certain people you can call on and you know you can take, they, they'll take care of you. And there's other people that, you know, okay, you can say hi and nod to them <laughs> and when you see them at the store, but don't call them because they're not reliable. Right. And it doesn't have to be formal. Right. It just, but you, you're all by yourself. I mean, there's little things. Things. I mean, I've got to take care of the kids. I've got to take care of the house, the yard. I have to get milk. Right. I, I'm so used to picking up the phone and calling up and say, hey, on your way home, pick up some milk. Right. Now, here I have two kids. I have to bundle up in the car when it's cold to go get a gallon of milk. Right. So it's a it's a whole different experience. Well, yes. I you know, I, I admire you, and I think that um, it takes a lot of courage to do what you do. And I mean, I, 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 first of all, I just want to thank your husband for the service he gives uh, to to us here in the United States and how he protects us. And that is a huge sacrifice. And, you know, um, as much as I honor him and everything, you're going through it, too. And so I just want to say thank you, because I know this is a big sacrifice for our country. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you, because I know how hard this is for you. But at the same time, uh, I think it's very inspiring to see someone like you that um, has taken the bull by the horns and said, you know, this is where we're at and this is what we're doing and we can do this. And that uh, well, that brings a lot of inspiration. Well, you're welcome. Um, it, 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 it helps to feel like you're appreciated, too. Um, one of the things I like about the area I'm living in right now is you do have people that realize that the sacrifices we go through and just... Little things like thank you for your service mean a, really mean a lot to the soldiers when you see them. Um, it, it can help make a, a guy's day if, if he's been through a hard time to know that, yes, you're appreciated. You know, you may not agree with the politics, but that doesn't change the fact that this, this guy signed up for a job. And if it's if it's a young guy, he might have signed up not knowing what he was getting into. Yeah. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, I'm just very, very impressed with both you and your husband, and uh, you have our thanks and our love, and uh, we'll ask our listeners to be praying for your husband. His name is Barry? Yes. Okay, so everybody pray for Barry, and also pray for Jamie and her children uh, as they go through this life, helping us uh, here in the United States um, uh, be free and uh, have some of the privileges that we have. Um, Amy, how would you like to um, close the interview then by saying a quick prayer for everybody? Sure. And and for uh, Jamie and Barry and their family, mm-hmm. okay. and and all the others who are separated as well. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's great. All right. All right. 
Dear Father God, I just come to you in Jesus' name and ask for your peace and your comfort, Lord, to Jamie, Barry, the children, and all the other wives and husbands and parents and girlfriends and kids, Lord, that are separated during um, this time of conflict. I just pray, Lord, for your peace um, and just, Lord, for your will to be done in this earth as it is in heaven. God, that's kind of a prayer that will never fail, that your will be done. And we just ask for that to happen. And, and again, just for your comfort. And we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Very cool. Well, thank you, Jamie, for being on the program. Uh, again, we are just uh, honored to have you. And I just I hope that all our listeners are, are comforted. Maybe they got some ideas here and there on on what they can do if they're the in, in a situation. cookie sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> Make some cookies for somebody that's far I, away. I have to say I was really proud of my, my TOPS group. I'm in a, a weight loss support group on what does Monday TOPS stand night. For? It's, it's for? It stands for Take Off Pounds Sensibly. Okay, good. And um, our group got together, I think, about 40 boxes of care packages that we shipped off around Christmas time. Um, and I think they, I think they went to actually a group of, um, I don't want to get it wrong. It's, I think Army Corps of Engineers that were over in the Middle East. Um, and so I think as everyone does their part, like, and, and that just, we just had like things like playing cards and toiletry items and candy and toothbrushes you know just but little odds and ends of fun things squirt guns (laughs) all right i mean just goofy things that we put together little packages and um i was really glad that my group did that but um i think that all of them probably like to get care packages no matter what time of year not just christmas (laughs) and they probably miss home sure all right. Well, thank you again, uh, Jamie, for being on the program. We'll touch base with you here in a few months and see how things are going. Let everybody know. And if uh, people wanted to get a hold of you, they can email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com or amy at takehimwithyou.com. And we will forward that email to you, Jamie, and uh, let you read some feedback and stuff like that. So if you have feedback or you have a question for Jamie uh, about how she handles this or that, Feel free to email us, and we'll forward that to her. Well, there you go. That was our interview with Jamie Todd Hunter. Thanks again, Jamie, for your uh, openness and willing to share. It was a good interview. Yeah, it was. And we have some really good um, Facebook um, um comments. you're saying um a lot facebook comments about how other people have dealt with long distance relationships well you know what was in, what was interesting about jamie is that she purposely did not read them beforehand so that she could tell you what she thought and then afterwards she said she was going to go read those oh okay so that's why we played her interview first uh-huh so what you got was fresh out of the mind of somebody that really knows what she's talking about. Sorry about the noise. My dog just jumped up on my chair and then off and 
craziness here. Ah, the dog is fun. She's, She's just part of our play. podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so let's read a few of the tips here. Okay. The question was... Um, have you ever had to deal with a long-distance relationship? If so, what are some things that have helped? Okay. Megan said, taking every... Um, talking, not taking. Taking every day. Take, <laughs> talking every day. Phone calls, webcam, all that. Communicating um, thoroughly. Um, then over time, moving to be closer. Oh, okay. That works. Okay, this isn't working. The dog jumped up on my chair and then off again. So, your turn, dear. Okay. Uh, Lisa says, Skype. Clear communication about expectations, about everything like finances and visits with the kids, but also about social activities, other relationships, etc. And lots of grace when reunited. Readjusting to being together can take time. Mm-hmm. We know that too because we've uh, we've had a lot of friends that have had long distance stuff. I'm trying to get my dog out of the cords underneath my computer. Um, we've had a lot of people that have had to deal with all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And it is hard when you've been away from somebody that you come back together, then you have to share again. <laughs> oh, Jay just unhooked my um, earphones, so oh. I can't hear what I'm saying. So maybe you could hook that up while I read the next comment. Um, Natalie says, can't um, beat an old-fashioned letter in the post as something to keep... Um, looking back at so that it's nice to have a a letter to look at letters and cards can be really nice and they aren't they aren't as immediate as like an email or um facebook chat or a skype but it it is nice to look back at letters i i think somewhere in the house i have some letters from clear back when we were in college. That I wrote to you love letters? Yes, I've kept those love letters. Amy, your lips are like potato chips. No. And your eyes like pools of crystal clean blue water, we, even though they're know, brown. We saw each other almost every day at college, and then yeah. you'd call me on the weekends and evenings. So That's when they didn't have cell phones, and it cost have, me long oh, distance to call you. We had bills of like over $100 each. Yeah, I know. Because we live long distance. Yeah. Um we were only about 45 minutes apart, but still, still that seems like forever for me. Yeah. Yeah. So your turn. Okay. Well, we've got tons of them. And if you want to go check out all the things that were said, you can go there, over to my Facebook page. There was one that I thought we should mention. Though. Okay. Why don't you find it? Um, It was one where someone mentioned a really great website. It's um, Pat said um, that they were kind of an expert. Did 18 hard months long distance. Um, um, me in Seattle. Me in Seattle and her in Kansas. Right. A site with 100 wonderful ways to connect and share time together is called www.lovingfromadistance.com. Mm. So that's all lowercase all together. Uh-huh. Lovingfromadistance.com. Um, but the game changers for me were um, Skype. Online multiplayer gaming, Rist, Chigo, Cribbage, to name a few, and um, syncing up to watch movies together on Netflix. It's all about spending quality time together, just like any other relationship. 
That's a really good so, idea. Those That's really good ideas right that there. That person had some really... But there's a lot of other good ideas. Main, mainly it was keep in touch, talk a lot, and figure out ways to keep communications going. And Yeah. Um, Jeff said he, he found uh, for his wife and him that uh, we would spend each other, we would uh, send each other emails each day and also would call around the same time every day. That way she knew when I would call and when to expect it. I think lots of communication is important, even if it's simple conversation like what you're having for supper, things like that. You know, in some ways in our day and age of of um, email and Facebook and Skype, where you can have the emphasis on communication, um, that can be really good for a relationship. If you take the time to really communicate, you are working on a friendship and something that will last a lifetime, um, that that kind of foundation of good communication sometimes when when you're just around each other and you're going out to dinners and movies and just like in the dating kind of world you don't always communicate that much yeah and so um it can be really a neat way writing letters old-fashioned snail mail or or writing emails or or talking on the phone yeah um that those can be really um good ways to stay connected I have a, a a great comment from Richard here. He says long distance relationships were harder before the internet, cheap long distance calling, etc. All you had was snail mail, short phone calls, and an occasional visit if you were lucky. But now with email, texting, uh, vo- uh, vo voice over, yeah. I didn't know what that was. It said VOLP. Uh, that's because we're we're not geeky enough. Okay, we're not geeky enough. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I'll have to have Richard explain I that to us. I think it's voice over internet protocol, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that is, and I know some. Of, I know there's a bunch of people out there going. They're screaming it at the speakers right now. No, it's blah blah blah. I know what it is. Yeah, I can't believe I don't know. And video calling via Skype, FaceTime, it's a lot easier to keep the flames of love burning bright. Ooh. Well, I thought it was too cool, too, that he said later on. And let us not forget about online communities, cell phones, push-to-talk, Haytel, instant messaging, satellite phones, etc. But I think there's still lots of challenges with long-distance relationships in today's society of instant gratification and a lesser focus being placed on uh, commitment and monogamous relationships. Both persons in long-distance relationships must share a similar sense of devotion to one another. Resist the temptations that can come with separation and loneliness, and take the long view rather than what you have. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Mm. I think that is some really good insight there because um, I think, like Jamie said in the interview, it's all about trust, really, when you get down to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if the relationship doesn't have that trust factor, it's a lot harder. I was trying to think about how many years your grandparents were married, probably about 60 or so. <laughs> and the first few years of their marriage, they weren't together very much. Because he was out. He was in the war. Yeah, he was in World War II in the South Pacific. He was a cook on a ship. And so um, they were only together a year or two before he yeah. went off. And then he was gone for like three or four years. Four years. So yeah. when your mom was a baby... 
he left and he didn't come back till she was four. Yeah. So, um, you know, that was Some, that's a long and back a then lot of commitment. They didn't really even have have the ability to call each other very often. Mm-hmm. And um, even snail mail wasn't very dependable. Sometimes yeah. it could take months for a letter to get there. Our friend Hope wrote this. this. is so cool. This summer, my husband sent me flowers by texting pics of wildflowers around his work area. They were short emails, texts, and an occasional phone call, just being sure to let other uh, the other one know that they are thought of and missed during the separation. Also, being understanding. My description sounds like so little contact, but it's what he can do and keep the heart content. I would love to I would love to talk to him more, but the voice contact is painful for him. It probably makes him sad. Yeah. I know that sometimes yeah. that's hard. We've never really been apart too long. I mean the most was eleven days, I think, ever. And I think even then I was able to get an email to you if I needed to through we had contacts. I didn't get to talk to you for 11 days, yeah. though. Yeah. We had contacts that lived just across the border. And well, no, it was more like seven days that I didn't get to talk to you. I did contact you via payphones and stuff. Yeah, and like on the bus ride times. down. Yeah. But when you were down in Mexico, it Did, Didn't have cell phone reception. Yeah, they were... You were in a primitive village. They didn't have electricity or running yeah, water. Yeah, they had electricity borrowed from the power line. Well, the place you were at a lot of times didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or running water or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so it was very primitive, the villages you you guys helped. But, um, but yeah, it's, communication is really helpful in all this. And I thought that Jude had a really cool comment. She said Russ had been deployed several times, mostly mm-hmm. for a year, once, uh, w- once one year, uh, for a year and a half, this time, 15 months, and we take a lot, or we talk, talk a, lot. a lot. I did take again. We talk a lot, letters, etc. Before he left, um, she got a wallet-sized uh, little book and put all sorts of pictures of the family in it for him and then wrote little memories and messages of encouragement and on the blank pages and then slipped it into his duffel bag and he didn't know about it till he got there. Do you remember when I did that for you when you were... When I went going, to New York. Um, yeah. I remember I did a little... And Mexico. Little, yeah. I had the kids draw you some little pictures, and I yeah. put pictures of all the kids. Yeah, I sold them at the border for about 50 <laughs> bucks. It was great. No. I, we put little encouragements Joking. and scriptures and stuff inside a little photo album, and mm-hmm. I tucked it in your... Yep. So that you wouldn't miss us. Actually, yeah. so that you would miss us. I want to come back. <laughs> you are funny. Yeah. Attention, attention. It's finally here. The first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking television series in history, MASH. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077 Podcast or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com. Big Brother? No. Survivor. 
No. The Office? Angela, then what do we talk about? Gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, and geek stuff. Really? Yes. Cool. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And you need to listen to the Anomaly Podcast, where female and fandom converge. Find us online at anomalypodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y podcast.com. Oh, a bunch of them. There's there's a ton more, but uh, you know we don't have time to do that. And that's our son, by the way. That's Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Now he doesn't say anything. He talks, but then he doesn't say. Yeah. Fun. He forgets we're recording sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, when you have to kill the orcs. Yeah. Nobody understands. Well, some people understand that. So anyway, we are so blessed to have such a great group of people and community that would um, answer some of these impromptu questions. Mm-hmm. We want to thank them, everybody, for your comments and writing down. This is a cool, cool subject, and you know I'm sure that it doesn't turn everybody's crank, but uh, but I think it's really practical information, and I really enjoyed the interview with Jamie. I thought she did a wonderful job, and we sure appreciate her. So yeah, that was really sweet. All right, everybody, thanks for uh, joining us, for taking with you. Now, next week, we're still talking about relationships issues, but I have a couple of different ideas for next week, so I'm not going to share with you yet what it is because I haven't decided Mm -hmm. between a couple of them. But uh, we will be back with another cool and exciting and fun podcast. Yes, and are we up for the closing part now? If you'd like to do one, that's Miles in the background. He's hungry. He wants his food. He wants his food. Well, this has been a Moira Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2011, all rights reserved. That is correct. I'm getting really good at that. I'm so sad. Our computer crashed and I had this awesome recording of, of Amy eating Fritos. Oh, that was, it was very awesome. Nice. It was and now, so if funny. If any of my tops ladies are listening, they'll know I have to pay a quarter because mm-hmm. that was our no no food this week. Fritos? <laughs> any kind of chips. Oh man. But I got I got back and didn't really have time for dinner and so I was just really hungry. And so there she were some ate potato chips. Here. I mean Frito chips. Corn yes, chips. Corn chips. Goodbye everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us. Crunch crunch. Oh by the way. Crunch crunch. People can get a hold of us at uh emailing us and and if you feel it in your heart we sure could use some donations for the podcast got a bunch of things coming up that i need to pay for like the soundboard that died and i have to get a new one so yeah always fun so if you uh, feel it in your heart feel it in your heart visit our website takehimwithyou.com click on the donate button and paypal will let you make a donation to us and there's our snail mail address too yeah some, some people, people send us a like check in the mail yeah, yeah it was very kind of them Yes. We even have people that do reoccurring payments every month from PayPal, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So go to our website, click on the Donate Now button, and uh, help us out. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.
music played on this podcast is from the MW Orbit album available on iTunes or Amazon. Search for Rick Moyer. Taking with you with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So if you fancy listening to us waffle on, then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Hello, Dan here. Well, you have impeccable taste since you're listening to this wonderful podcast. It's one of my favourites too. If you feel that you could squeeze another show into your regular listening though, why don't you give mine a go? It's called Out of Range and I talk about the things I love. Everything from geeky TV, classic toys and brand new technology and gadgets. You may find something you like or be introduced to something you've never heard of. Search for Out of Range in iTunes or go to the website at dangelous.com slash outofrange. I'd love to hear from you. Happy listening. Hi, my name's Al, and my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show... Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks, as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, Check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day. 
Hey, Guildies, this is Kenny from Knights of the Guild Podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with the new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set for the filming of Season 5, and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of the guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evey, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information.